whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And. And. We are here we to are here rant, to and, rant rave. and rave. Perfect. 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 <laughs> that was like the opening of a Hollywood movie. It was so perfect. Like La La Land. We were in sync. We had all the dance moves down. Absolutely. I never watched it. Please don't tell anyone. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm not kidding. You might be like, Jessica, that was a waste of my time. I really don't think so. Even if you don't love the movie, you know what? I think you will love the movie, but I, I highly I recommend love it. it I for... just have been in the mood for it. Yeah. I Here's the thing. It's really, really hard to transition from death, murder, and grotesque <laughs> crime into La La Land. <laughs> so like- I sometimes yep. think that's why I don't watch lighter stuff sometimes. Like even my lighthearted TV viewing is mm-hmm. South Park, <laughs> which can be tough to stomach at times. Like, not very light. So, yeah. So I'm not sure where La La Land's going to fit in, but give me another 10 years. We'll see. <laughs> Amazing. Are you watching the Yorkshire Ripper or The Ripper? I have not yet. No, I have not. Um Actually, I cut back a little bit on visual crime, and I'm just in podcast crime mode. Okay, <laughs> that's good. That's one step at a time. One step at a baby steps, baby steps. I will say there is something, several, some ones, I guess, that have really infiltrated my life to oh. the point that I am. Some people might think I have a problem because okay. I have legitimately become a crazy plant lady oh yeah so remember i was like i'm never gonna buy a grow light i still haven't but only because i said that out loud and i don't want to eat crow (laughs) but what i did do today was go buy a plastic container and some other supplies to build myself a prop box do you know what that is probably not because you're not a crazy plant person Just going to be propagating my little shoots inside that little box. It's a self-humidifying container. Oh. <laughs> basically basically going to have my own little uh, greenhouse so I can grow some babies and force them on people like you that don't want them. <laughs> okay, wait. This is amazing. <laughs> and is it for specific things like succulents and cactus or only bog-dwelling plants like the carnivorous uh, ones? Like. Succulents, you're probably not going to use a prop box. They're easy to propagate themselves just Mm -hmm. in soil. Mm -hmm. Um, But your tropical plants, your vines, stuff like that, they will root out. Some people say it's six one way, half dozen the other. Some people don't have any success with water propagation. I've got some water propagation going and it's going fairly well. But some people say that a prop box is like magic and you can get roots in a week. What? That's really amazing. Yeah. And I went to a magical nursery in Hollywood that I guess has been there for like 40 years. And I just never knew. It's in the middle of like right off La Brea on Sycamore. 
I looked up the address. Yes. When you told me where it was, I looked it up. I'm like, how have I missed this? Like really in the scent and it looked large. So I'm like, it's like, it is huge. It's huge. It's a house that they have turned into at some point, at some point, you know, this, this nursery. So, but each individual room, like one room is some pottery by um, handmade by local artists. One room mm. is all macrame. One room, and I'm sure these things change, right? Yes. One room, one room was all um, potting uh, containers that they had made from industrial things, old farmhouse sinks, old, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, magic. And then they have like a little greenhouse section, and then they have these winding paths. You feel like you're in a maze. Amazing. These winding paths of just plants that are hard to find. You can't get just tons of them and excellent prices. I got a plant that I had been really eyeing on Etsy and different places like that. Cause you know, you see them, all the cool plant kids have them on Instagrams, <laughs> you know, plant arena carries them. Right. And I'm like, I'll never have that. I'll just never, I'll never be able to spend the money on it. What if I kill it? <laughs> And then this bitch it. got this bitch got those plants for six bucks at this nursery. Six what? bucks. I literally got one plant that I'm not joking. <laughs> I have so many photos and videos of it on my phone right now because I've been trying so hard to get the perfect, um, capture the perfect way that it glitters. It glitters Ooh. like silver glitter on the what? leaves, so I can show you and my family, and it won't pick up on camera. And so I just have 50 pictures and videos of this plant. I'm trying to get it makes me want to cry. I <laughs> like happy. I'm so happy. I definitely have upwards of 50 plants in my house right now. Oh my God. And that's not including everything that's outside. So I mm. but you know what I told Dan Tipton, Jessica? Hmm. This is and this is not an exaggeration. I know I have a persona and I tend to exaggerate. This is not an exaggeration. I'm just gonna preface. I kind of feel like these plants have rescued me in this pandemic. Um, oh, it's gonna be a whole new bumper sticker. I'm gonna put out the patent today. <laughs> who res- who rescued who? And it's you being entwined by English ivy and being chomped on by one of your carnivorous plants. <laughs> I mean, like, if you could get an enamel pin made of that, it would go on my backpack everywhere I go. Okay. Oh my God. I literally get up. Like, I have to get up early anyway to help my son get ready for mm-hmm. school. But, like, there came a time in the pandemic where I was like, what do I got to do? I'm going back to bed. And I'll just get up when I have to go get them, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> not not really a great way to live. Uh, some people call that depression. <laughs> so anyway, I get up now and I'm like, oh, I got to open all my shades. I've never been an open the shades girl. I love awesome. living in. I love living in a cave. Mm-hmm. But nope, I got my babies. So I got to open all my shades. I got to get up. And then I'm also a helicopter plant parent. Pretty bad. (laughs) So I got to walk around and look at everybody and tell them that they're beautiful and they're growing so well and say things like, look at your roots. You're so pretty. And then Lucy gets jealous and jumps in my lap. And then I have to love on her for a while. It's a whole process. And then I'm like, holy heck, it's 2.30. I got to go get my kid. Right? I love it. But it's this habit of, and I told Dan Tipton, I said that I know it's a little bit frivolous, but I don't, I definitely don't buy anything expensive, right? Because I'm terrified I will kill it. But I said to him, 
I just kind of figure, I know it's frivolous, but at least it's just plants. Because what I really want to be buying Mm -hmm. is animals. You should be happy that it's just plants and not piggies. (laughs) Because can you imagine if we had upwards of 50 piggies in this house? (laughs) I love it. It's awesome. I don't even want to call it a hobby. It's a lovely thing to add to your life. And again, it's air cleansing okay like plants are giving you more oxygen i love it yes and i name them i have individual relationships with them but i did i heard a woman talking on i don't remember if it was it was either the happiness lab or choiceology one of those Mm -hmm. like just really great sort of educational and how to keep yourself going kind of podcasts and i think it was on there i heard a woman talking about she said that plants um they give people everyone should have like a pet or a plant especially if they're lonely or lost a loved one like mm-hmm. lost a partner a life partner or something because it gives you a sense of purpose in life and yeah. that's one of the things that takes so many of the elderly from us you know obviously our bodies give out and stuff but a big portion of it is the desire and the will to yes. continue on and having a purpose does that for you and totally. I, I was like These plants have become my purpose because my kid, he's, you know, eight going on 18. He wants his privacy. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want me me hovering over him and telling him how beautiful his roots are. So (laughs) I have 50 other babies I can go do that with. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just loving it. And I will say it's a community. It really is. And I'm just dipping my toes in. I haven't really talked to anybody. I haven't made friends. But I'm I'm a voyeur so far, but I listen to them talk about it, how the plant community is so kind and sharing. And, and I just think that's lovely. You know, people will really cool. grow these plants that are not easy to find and be like, hey, I, I cut, I, I made a prop box. I got you a cutting. I'm going to mail it to you. And then you get this amazing plant. I guess what I'm saying is if, the, if there are any plant lovers out there and you want to send me a cutting, please do. <laughs> 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 no, oh. it's really lovely. Anyway, how was your week, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. You know, I made something I thought of you. I, I I don't think that you would go for it, but I made a spaghetti squash and it didn't quite turn out as I had planned. It can't be gross. I love it. But I tried to turn it into uh I'm like, what if I just uh add some tomatoes and garlic and uh mash it all together and then put some fresh cut mozzarella on it? Let me tell you something, it was damn good. Is that true? I swear to god it tasted like lasagna, okay? Well, I you know, listen, I am becoming a different person. I am not the same human I was a year ago. I was outside yesterday at a place a restaurant type place. Uh And I was like, what is that? Something smells so good. I want it. I want it. And I looked Mm -hmm. over and I was like, are those grilled Brussels sprouts over there? It smells so good. And I hate Brussels sprouts. I let's hope that they didn't hear me talking like a crazy Uh. person, but it smelled so good. It reminded me of when I was back home, Mm -hmm. my baby sister's roommate made us kale chips so she roasted kale with some olive oil and sea salt. And I got to tell you, it was delicious. Look at your face. This is maybe the first time that you've ever been like, ew, oh. gross. And I've been like, it was delicious. It was really good. It felt clean and crisp and healthy, even though 
I mean, it's not that bad for you, right? I I, I do not care for kale chips, and I do like kale oh, quite good. a bit. It was good. Great. I you thought I was going to hate it. Maybe you could sprinkle some paprika on it and treat it like for a Dorito. What? For what? Pretend oh. to get the green Dorito. Yeah, that paprika is going to give it me a real chip flavor. You know what? It's not going to give me any flavor, Alan. <laughs> no, oh. I do have to say, mm-hmm. the ladies over at Spark My Interest, part of our pod squad, they're yes. so lovely. Uh, I heard from one of the twins yesterday, and then all of us were kind of talking. Who and gifted me once with the best Meyer lemons I've Meyer ever had lemon, in my life. Right. Also, yes. a very fun podcast. I know we've yes. said that before, but if you guys are, I've listened to them a lot lately. Mm-hmm. It's such a great, great. especially pandemic. Three gals. Three gals. They're lovely. Oh, and for Valentine's Day, they had their all their men's on. Yes. I haven't listened to it yet. I have to catch up, but I'm really I excited. Picture because of them. I met the twins through other friends who went to my college. Mm-hmm. So at the time, like everybody was dating different people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff Kongs and I went to school together and that's how I met everybody in that group. Nice. And our friend Jen was their roommate. So like, I kind of got forced upon the twins basically is what I'm saying, <laughs> but I'm grateful. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to let Helen know that the twins are on board for paprika. Mm-hmm. And they, they said to me that I have to get on board. Yes. Yeah. With a lot of spices. Ooh, that would be a great gift for you. Like a customized spice rack. Jessica, I'll tell you. Blends, how to do that. blends from the world. Let me tell you how to do that real easy. Get a paper sack and a bottle of Mrs. Dash, and I'm good to go. A paper sack? Are you doing the old-fashioned shake and bake? <laughs> no. I'm going to throw it away once you hand it to me. Oh, it's just oh, a carrying oh. case. It's just a carrying case. <laughs> Jessica, should we move on into our rants? Oh, maybe we should tell people how to get a hold of us. Oh, that would be grand. Okay, so you guys, you can find us at the Rants and Raves podcast on Instagram and Facebook. On Twitter at raves underscore the through our email, you can send us one directly, the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com or through the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. As always, you can also send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook. And yeah, thank you guys so much. Please do not forget to send in your rants, raves, and anything in between. We have a listener that we love that sent us a video this morning of the snow where she is. So I love it. Yeah. I also... Did you see that I Instagram stalked one of our listeners and flat out told her that I I was like, I saw that she, what was it? She commented on something we posted and I was like, oh, I'm going to stalk her. (laughs) And then I went and I did. And I commented on one of her photos, 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 (laughs) one of her photos and said, I literally just Instagram stalked you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can I tell you, Jessica and I talked about this too. You know, we've talked about the rants portion of our show and Mm -hmm. Jessica and I really feel like we know that there are way more important things in the world happening right now than what we're talking about. But we also know it's really important for us to allow ourselves to have some normal scene normal humans too. So the things we're aggravated about or ranting about are not hurting us in any way. But we also wanted to say 
if you have a rant that is important and is heavy, don't be afraid to send that to us either. You know, I was saying to Jessica, you know, everything going on throughout the country with the polar vortex and especially in Texas right now. Well, it's Mm -hmm. not only Texas and it's everybody. There are people in my family who have been touched by this. My Mm -hmm. grandma, their pipes are frozen. They have to take their potties outside. I have other distant family members that their electricity's off and they have to cook in their car. Like these are things in their car. Yeah. People are getting like camping gear and plugging things into USBs and everything they can. I mean, we, we heard the terrible story of the family that was trying to get warm in their car in the garage. And I guess it just didn't cross their mind that the asphyxiation, you know, the carbon monoxide Mm -hmm. and there was loss there. And it's like, we understand that these things are happening too. And if you do need to rant about that, that's okay too. Yeah. So anyway, and then on the flip side of that too, the goodness that can come from contacting us One of our big things we want to do here today, I know you guys can't see us, but we took pictures, so hopefully you'll see them throughout the week. Today, we are wearing our Wise Beans coffee shirts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll show some pictures. Wise Beans coffee is in Nawada, Oklahoma. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. And... The owners are listeners and friends of ours. We've talked about them before. They sent us amazing coffee. Oh, so good. And y'all, I'm a real coffee snob and I (laughs) more than approve. Okay. It was phenomenal. And they reached out to us and asked if we would mention them again. And I was like, are you kidding? It would be my honor. Mm -hmm. I am not in Oklahoma. I don't know if you're anywhere near them, but here's the thing. We asked them and they are doing shipping. Yes. They are shipping coffee and they will custom roast for you mm-hmm. so you can get whatever roast you want. They are a family-owned shop. They're an absolutely adorable, lovely, wonderful family, and they are in big trouble. This pandemic mm-hmm. has really hurt them. And the crazy thing is they were both nurses before this. Yes. And then the pandemic, like it's just been insanity for their family. I know that they've suffered with other family members and, and even someone in their home having COVID and now their business is suffering. Mm-hmm. So if you like coffee, please, please just, you know, even if it's not our friends, these small businesses need us right now, you guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but to me, there's nothing cozier. Even if you don't like to drink coffee, the smell of coffee just makes me feel peaceful. It smells I love so the good. smell and the taste of it. Okay. I do too, to be honest, but I didn't used to when I was young, but I started out on, I work in a factory overnight coffee. Okay, that was some yep. nasty coffee. This is some good stuff. It's a cup of comfort. So if you love coffee, you know anyone else who does. This is a family and a small business that's really in need of support right now. I am privileged and honored that we could perhaps help them out. You guys, our, our little yep. community, we're always, you know, we're not a giant community, the Rants and Raves podcast, but we're also not tiny. Right. You guys, we we have a voice and we have power and we can help people. So if you get a chance, I know I'm going to order some more coffee from them. If you have an, some extra money lying around and would like a cup of comfort, this family would really appreciate it. They're genuinely just sweet people. Um, also, they held, now I feel uh, like a moron for not remembering what this is, but they had something at their coffee shop where people in the community could come in. They were like a collection center for yes. More than one thing, I think, in the past yes, year. Yes, they've done, they've done the angel Christmas tree. They the were angel tree, yes. 
They're very involved with their community and it's really lovely. And whether you live in a big city or a small town, like, I mean, Dana and I are in Los Angeles, but we absolutely have very small mom and pop one location mm-hmm. places of all For kinds sure. of businesses and restaurants that we love and support. It's a real treasure when you have a coffee shop is like kind of a center of town. Yeah. My friends that live in smaller town, you run into neighbors, you run into your doctor, Absolutely. you run into your, your kids' teachers, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a place of community. It's a place to meet. It's a place to chat. Also, what's the number one place when whether it's a first date or catching up with a friend? Hey, you want to meet for coffee? Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't drink coffee. You're like, yeah, I'll get a chocolate beverage and a croissant. Thank you very much. Yes. (laughs) Also, they have these cute T-shirts. Jessica and I are both wearing our T-shirts. We love it when we get to bodily advertise for our friends and loved ones. Yes, it has an old timey truck, which is exactly what what I've always wanted. Okay, I said to her when she sent us these T-shirts, I said, I love your logo and it's on mm-hmm. the bags and stuff too i was like that old truck is so cool she goes it's so funny you say that my husband made the logo and he loves it and i told him i thought it was not hip or cool <laughs> i guess i'm not hip or cool either because no, i love it, I I love so it. and it's so cute stamped on their brown bags i'm a on real bags? For like black yes. ink on brown craft paper so like simple and classically beautiful I'm going to tell you my choices and what I will be ordering from them. If you like the more robust coffee flavors, I highly recommend their dark roast, which I don't even know what type of bean it was. It was just delicious and it wasn't burnt over roast. It was like perfectly done and it wasn't too oily. It was so delicious. Also, their house blend was the perfect like everyday morning coffee so those are my two suggestions for wise beans i'm not a huge dark roast fan i don't hate it but it's not what i would go for Mm -hmm. but their their dark roast was so good and you're right no burnt or acidic no taste at all it was so good anyway but they do light and medium roast too so whatever you prefer and i'll say one more thing how it sounds like we're doing the longest and yet professional commercial (laughs) for them we're really not they're just our friends and we want to support keeps you know small businesses they're lovely (laughs) also look everybody goes to starbucks right they're on every corner around the world but if you go to a place that roasts their own beans there's nothing like it i worked at a small coffee shop in tuscaloosa alabama when i was in college uh, called the everything Crim- you just said sounds what's it called please add to it because it all sounds made up <laughs> <laughs> the crimson cafe because our oh. you know there are team our school was called the crimson tide oh like the movie I've actually never seen it. Me either. I just heard of it. I think we were really It came young. from the wave of when all the players run out onto the field in the red shirts. It looked like a crimson oh, tide. Crimson tide. Gotcha. So Crimson Cafe, the owners, uh, the wife was from Guatemala. So they had all of their beans shipped in those giant burlap sacks. They would get a shipment every month from Guatemala and then... I have never to this day smelled something better. We had a roaster in the back and it mm. was absolutely divine. Oh my God. So again, please. Well, and that's another thing too, that I just want to say about the wise family. The whole reason they opened this shop mm-hmm. is because they had a genuine love for coffee. Yeah. Like they love coffee and 
they're very they're doing it pure, right. Yeah, they're very purist about it. Like I just love that. I love 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 that. Because you know you're going to get a good product when somebody is doing something because they love it. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. They have a passion for it. So anyway. I don't know. That wasn't a rant or a rave. Also, another reason to always be in contact with us is because nothing makes me happier than, for example, getting a picture of one of our listeners playing the sousaphone in his marching band in 1970. Yes. I could not have been happier. Thank you, Lennis, for that. I, I hope you hear this. But I also emailed him immediately. Yes. Like, oh, my God. I also played the clarinet. I had some of the most beautiful memories traveling with my mama for marching band competitions. So anyway, we love sharing your lives, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yes. And he <laughs> was marching that. in the very parade that I used to go to in Mardi Gras in Demian. I was so That's excited. So crazy. I know. I love that. I love finding ways that we can connect with you guys. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out. It's wonderful. Indeed. And I just want to say to the Wise family and for Wise Beans Coffee, we're going to promote on our social media. Yep. If you guys have some extra money and want some good coffee, please go support them. It's a privilege and an honor for, for me anyway to try and do what I can to help because I think they're lovely people. So thank you for letting us do that. Yeah. It's not a privilege or an honor for me. Yeah, because you're a dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love too that I had this full conversation with her over Instagram about how wonderful you are and how lucky I am. Like, it's know. a privilege and an honor for me anyway. <laughs> I wanted to, I didn't want to drag you into I'm it. I didn't want to be like, Jessica is very privileged and honored. <laughs> speak for you you're a full-grown woman (laughs) oh that yet that uh, remains to be seen oh my god (laughs) well i think age-wise we are but i Uh, maturity-wise yeah we've reached adulthood (laughs) yet my little child tells me i'm crazy constantly so all right we should definitely get into our rants since the show's almost over so This is going to have to be slightly whispered. Can you hear me? Okay, Absolutely. Because I talk loud. Okay. So when I'm recording without question, my neighbors can hear. Okay. Well, they should subscribe then. Well, my rant is about to be about a neighbor. Oh. And I know she can hear me when I'm talking loud and boisterous because I know I hear her 24 hours a day. Oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. Like through the courtyard billowing out. Okay. My rant is about people leaving, and this, I didn't really notice this before until COVID, okay? And I have to say, before I even start, by and large, I feel like this is a very small minority of people. This is not like where I've seen this in droves or anything like that, but maybe I'm just lucky and my neighborhood is, everybody picks up after themselves. It's a very nice family-oriented neighborhood, right? Leaving your dirty wipes, gloves, or masks on the ground or any common surface instead of throwing it out. I'm talking to you, neighbor. <laughs> um, I just turned into Randy Macho Man Savage, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you why. Look, if you wanna put on gloves or whatever, be my guest. Absolutely. You better take them back into your house and yes. throw them the f away. Yes. Okay. I cannot fathom leaving (laughs) dirty gloves outside. Are you joking? No. So also we have mailboxes where you put in the key, turn it, 
open the door, right? In actuality, I'm not joking. I still wash my hands before I go and use it. And when I come back in, because hello, common area and hello, pandemic. Right. But, and I'm like, I don't know who else touched this, but I can open my box without ever touching the outside or inside of the, I can literally just reach in, grab the mail and go, right? Yeah, yeah. She insists on using a Clorox wipe every time she opens it. Okay. She then flings it on top and I've watched her do it. She flings it on top of the mailboxes. No, that's unacceptable. Why, why does she think that's okay? I, I don't know. And remember when we had the insane Santa Ana winds a few uh, days ago? Yeah. Uh, what do you think was all over my yard? Cause I, my unit faces no. the street and I have a little stoop in a front yard. Jessica, um, can I please tell you exactly what I really want you to do? Yeah. I want you to collect every wipe and every glove that is blown around your yard or left on the mailbox. And I want you to put them in a bag and I want you to take that to her front door and you knock on it and say, I believe this is yours. I actually thought about doing that, but mailing it to her. So then she can get the package and bring it into her home and then open it. And it can say, surprise. Just make sure you say, don't leave these outside again, or you will get another package. (laughs) And it's going to have something from your dog in it. Exactly. Yep. You cannot. What on earth would make a human being think that that's okay? Do you it's know beyond. what a glove is? Do you know what a glove is? It's a five-fingered condom. That's what it is. And your fingers are probably dirtier than jizz. I'm sorry to be crass. I'm oh sorry. My God. I'm sorry to be crass. It's the truth. Don't you dare leave hand condoms on top of a mailbox. Don't you dare leave a wipe that you've used because you're too precious to touch germs, but you want everybody else to have your germs. Okay, Ted Cruz. No, unacceptable. You don't live a better life than everyone else. Clean up after yourself. And if you can't, you put yourself in a home. It makes me so angry. That's filth. That's filth. It's filth. I'd rather you wipe your bottom with a bare hand and wash it before you go leaving your nasties outside in public. Ah, No, that makes me livid. I'll knock on that woman's door for you. Can she hear me? Can is your do you have oh you have your headphones on because boy I'll lay it out there for her. you are foul no it's oh. it's not okay she does it all the time she'll use one and open the door that goes into the courtyard and then fling it there whatever it makes me on the most basic at the most livid. basic level it's littering but it's also littering. she's the person that nobody can stand that lives here I wonder why so everybody avoids that every single time that I pull up at home and I see her or her husband coming down the street, coming out of the the corridor, uh, anything, I immediately go, uh-huh. Yeah, I know. No, they said three o'clock. Yeah. And I put my phone to my ear and I always pretend I don't even make eye contact with them because do you know yeah. what? Even while I'm doing that, they have still come up and gotten in my face trying to talk to me because I guess they're blind. 
and can't see that I'm clearly having a phone conversation. They're just inconsiderate of other people's period. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. No, I also not- got really pissed. No, I got really pissed at them because again, I know there's plenty of stuff that's not your business to say, but also I'm going to let people know certain things, especially if we live in the same vicinity. So it's not a secret that I live right at the foothills of the Santa Monica Mountains off of Ventura Boulevard. You want to talk about coyotes? There's a lot. Years ago, people started saying, hey, uh, just to not trying to tell you what to do with your pet, I wouldn't be letting your cat, because everybody in my neighborhood had a cat, apparently. Mm-hmm. I've lived here a long time. I remember they would like roam the streets like jellicles. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There was all these cats around all the time. So a lot of those cats got eaten by coyotes. Yeah. So I, I noticed a friend that just lost her kitty to a coyote yes, just a they, few weeks ago. Yeah. It's awful. They it's were terrible. leaving their cat out all the time at night. Yeah. One night it was pouring rain and their cat was huddling under a under one of the cars and i'm like this is not okay so i said hey man i said i just i noticed your cat's out a lot at night and i said just you know neighbor to neighbor i I might consider not doing that i said a lot of the cats on the street have been eaten by cat and he goes oh i'm not worried about it and i was like then why do you (sighs) yeah i can It, it made me crazy and yeah it would me too how how do you think I like it when I'm trying to go to sleep and at freaking one o'clock in the morning I hear cookie, cookie, cookie. They're trying to find their cat. Every night. We actually have had some coyote issues. We, I did I tell you? I think yeah. I talked about this. That Dan trigger was, warning. Yeah. Dan Tipton was walking Lucy and a, and a coyote was in the middle of the road and he yeah. told us. He yelled at it and it sat down and stared at him. So we don't let Ollie out at night anymore, even though he can't get out of our yard, but a coyote can get in. Yes. So they can jump. So yeah, we're not. And in fact, yesterday, Ollie got out of the backyard (sighs) because Dan Tipton forgot that the gardener was coming. And and the gate was prop. uh, Yeah. And Uh, he will run from the gardener. He doesn't like the mower. Yeah. Yeah. So at 521, I was like, wait a minute. He hasn't come out to vacuum up his dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. Seen him all day. He didn't come for little lovies all day. Right. He's got to be out. And so I took the treats and I was like, Ollie, Ollie, like yelling for him. And he came. He he was down the street, I think, visiting his pit bull friend that he used to hang out with. Oh, my God. And I was like, I was so worried. It was really a, a roller coaster ride of emotions, my little Ollie. <laughs> Keep your pets inside. Keep your pets inside and don't pick up your filthy shit. Because also on my rage walks, I see every single day masks on the ground. And they're usually also not even paper ones, which how dare you? I don't care what they are. They've often been a really nice patterned mat. I'm like, so you just thought you'd throw it into the street? I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, I don't. But I can't, I don't understand how your thought process would ever tell you it's okay to use something that you've used to protect yourself from dirty and leave it in public for someone else to clean up. Yes. I I can't, I can't fathom that. Like, what kind of monster are you? If you heard what I hear between her and her kids, that you'd answer your own question. Oh, I'd probably want to adopt her kids. (sighs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Can't handle it. Clean up after yourself. 
Yep. Rant over. Yeah. All right. Well, mine, I'll keep it pretty short. <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> My rant is when a person or a company give you a date or promise to deliver by a certain time and then don't come through with it, just be honest up front. I'd rather know it'll take eight weeks than think it'll be four and be furious when I get sideswiped with an excuse after the fact. I mean, that's definitely true. If I order something and I know it's going to be a long wait, I'm like, well, that's the deal I'm making. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like recently, sweet little Dan Tipton, I requested a string of hearts, preferably variegated, but not necessary mm -hmm. for Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> and he ordered it early. He knew that's what I wanted, you know. And they're not like super expensive or anything, but they're a little bit, they, at least they have been hard to find. Mm -hmm. I think that's changing a little bit now. But anyway, I told him early because I didn't want him to have a hard time finding it. Mm -hmm. So he ordered it. It was supposed to arrive by Saturday. It didn't. Well, Monday was a holiday, a national holiday. President. Oh, yeah. So it didn't end up getting to our home until Wednesday. And I unpacked it and I almost cried because I was like, oh, my God, it's dead. It's dead. <laughs> She perked up, you know, but it's like when you have a delay like that, depending on what's in the package, it's not just you being a brat. Sometimes it's like, no, I need to get it out of that box before it dies. Yes. I think the worst, though, is more like customer service. Like if I order groceries and you say they're going to be on my porch between this window, mm -hmm. I'm going to sure I'm home during that window because I yes. don't want stuff to sit outside. Right. right? or cable repair or whatever it is mm -hmm. and then you don't show up that that makes me so angry it's so disrespectful of our time yes right? so i had a moral dilemma the other day because i've never contemplated doing something like this when i see a package obviously i'm not going to be like oh nobody's here then i'll take it but i'm about to tell you what it was it was on my next door neighbor's stoop the one that moved out of state recently i looked at it because I was getting her mail. I had her mail key and I'm like, I'll just keep gathering your mail for the next month or whatever until it gets oh, forwarded. Over, and yeah. like once a week, I sent her an envelope. So I saw a package and there have been packages wrongly delivered to her now old address. So uh -huh. I've gotten it and sent it off. So I see this big package and I'm like, oh, and I walk over there and I'm like, Steve Levine. Well, her last name is not Levine. Her name is not Steve. Neither is her <laughs> child's. Uh -huh. But it was her address and it was her apartment number. Also, there's nobody in my building by that name because we have a, a list. With I looked at the thing. I'm like, I don't remember there ever being a Steve here, but I don't know everyone in here. Sure. And I look and there's not. Well, I was going to leave it. And then I was even like, maybe I'll put it inside our gate. Then I'm like, but then if somebody comes by or the company, I don't know who delivered it. My point is it was a hello fresh delivery. So every hour I kept peeking out. I'm like, it's still there. So after like 12 hours, I'm like, well, it's perishable. They're going to have to toss that shit anyway. And then I'm like, a, it's not my place to do that. B I don't know who and what is coming to retrieve this but either way i was like god dang it it's food it's all yeah. sealed it's from a very reputable company and it just sat out there and rotted all day because it was oh. sent to the wrong delivery i think i would have brought it in and just put a post-it up that said if you're looking for a package knock on my door you know whatever yeah did you eat it no you no didn't. i didn't touch it then the next morning it was gone on because there's been like and there's been people working in that apartment so i'm like maybe they just oh, tossed it or one of them to i don't know but 
I could have had a free stir fry. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly was like, okay, there's no Steve here. Oh my God. I I had a friend one time that that drove for Uber and a Mm -hmm. woman, he picked up a woman from a restaurant and she had gotten a bunch of to-go food. Uh Uh-huh got a terrible phone call oh. that her best friend had passed away while oh my god she in his car or like right before she got in his car oh god and so she kind of had a little bit of a breakdown and he hugged her like he just felt the need to hug her when she got oh. out and then he realized he drove away with all of her food in the trunk like bags of food from this restaurant and he tried to text her and tried to call her and she wasn't answering because she had lost her best friend that day and so he ate it <laughs> oh god oh, it, was like, it was just gonna go bad <laughs> oh dear god we actually he wrote a short film about it I played, oh my god i played the lady who lost her friend and he and my other buddy played, ate my food <laughs> unbelievable There's something very darkly kind of hilarious about that story mm-hmm <laughs> I don't know, Jessica. You maybe should have ate it. Oh, my God. I really wanted to. You You didn't. It wasn't yours. That's what that's what we used to say when I I know it's true food program to help me not eat everybody's food. I would say to myself, that's not for me. That is not my food. (laughs) (laughs) I still do that with some of my son's treats, unfortunately, for me. Oh, hilarious. Okay, are we ready for a cleansing breath? Yeah, but. Did you even do your rent? Oh, yeah, we did. Man, uh, we are really off our rockers. Yeah, let's do Maybe I need some more oxygen in my brain since I don't have 50 plants to help me do that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Cleansing breath. Cleansing breath. Jeez, Lou. This is the problem. Oh, I know what I was going to say. This show show is chaos. It's It's like people aren't even listening to a podcast anymore. They're just like, hey, have you heard those two crazy women that just (laughs) talk to each other? I and was it's convinced. Not because, please don't think that I'm just laying around eating bonbons and getting fat over here either. Like I was running around busy. No, I know. And I still thought it was Friday the entire no, I did too. three fourths of the day. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, you guys, let's cleanse. Let's do cleanse the breath. Yes. I'm just drunk at this point. Let's oh just do a cleanse the breath, you guys. It'll fix it. <laughs> we like to take a deep breath in. Get some good, clean oxygen in our lungs after we've done our ranting. Get it all out and then fill up with some goodness. So if you yes. want to scream, please be my guest. I might pull my head away from the mic and just try and center myself for a second. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath in. And... <sighs> back and I, I don't know if i'm gonna make it through the day it is legitimately friday today uh-huh. and i tell you what i just want to carry around my bottle of prosecco with me and oh, pop okay. open by three it's not gonna happen but like prosecco by three on friday sounds great heck yeah it does <laughs> there was yes it does to tell you that i never did no it's gone forever okay <laughs> All right, let's get into our corners. Uh, apparently, we have a corrections corner. Am I am I correct? Uh, you are correct, and of course, uh, who's it sh- from? It's from Hallen. Hallen, 
you know what? Maybe this is just Hallen's corner. And <laughs> he's got issues with a lot of our information that's never correct. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, as we all know, the corrections corners 99% of the time are for me. No. Um, yes, they are. Let's just <laughs> let's let's deal with reality here for a moment. So I I received a correction from somebody whose name sounds like Helen. Remember? Someone who sounds like he might be married to you? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, I gave a little trivia knowledge of claiming that McDonald's invented the filet of fish because of Lent for the start of the Lent season leading up to Easter. Well you for putting misinformation into the i know well i'm not it's not like it's so crazy i mean i'm wrong but i'm also not like off the charts and was in another dimension um it's it's still in the same family i'm sorry jessica but i'm gonna have to say it's pretty black and white you were wrong (laughs) (laughs) mcdonald's did not invent the filet of fish for lent It was invented so that Catholics would still go to their restaurants on Friday, since traditionally Catholics do not eat meat on any Friday. Now that I did not know. I did not either. Not I knew during Lent. I thought it was that thing, and then I think and I could be wrong, but I thought it was a more modern thing where it's like I don't know. I'm thinking about being a kid in the '80s, and I literally 95% of my friends were Catholic, so. I was like, oh, people are giving up something for Lent other than just meat. Because I did know about the meat and like fish on Fridays kind of thing. But now like some people, Hallen has given up beer for Lent. Has he? And he loves him some craft beer, as do I. But yes, he is giving it up for Lent. What a good Catholic boy. I know. I know. Captain didn't give up anything. <laughs> you know what I wish he'd give up? There's still time. Assassin me. That's what I wish you'd know. <laughs> Tipton, he's been working split shifts. We don't even get to see him. I know. That is very, I'm going to say howling, even though I gave you a hard time. Very interesting fact. Yes. <laughs> I like that corrections corner. It was fascinating. I had no idea. I didn't either. Still think howling is a real shit disturber. <laughs> Just kidding. I love that. Thank you for sending that in. It is interesting. And also how crazy it's never crossed my mind that a corporation like McDonald's or someone would literally make your personal belief system into a business strategy. Of course they would be right. Yes. They're not little happy meal purveyors. Oh no. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I was just recently schooled on you know, Mark Cuban, who oh, he's one of the sharks from Shark Tank, he right. owns the Dallas Mavericks and he said, we will not be playing the national anthem. It doesn't make any sense. It, it makes sense for world competitions and the Olympics and all these other events that go on throughout the years. But he said, why are we playing an anthem for our cut when we already live here and all that? So because a lot of other countries don't do that sort of they thing. They don't. I think it's very weird. <laughs> well, my friend who's a big sports buff told me that that came like, I I don't even remember now the decade, but he said that was totally like in a pro-military kind of thing. They started Supporting. during a wartime playing the anthem and 
So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. It but is. Yes. The only reason I know that too is um, I learned it off the Daily Show where I learned most mm-hmm. of the about that. Um, Amazing. And it was interesting to revisit. Obviously, it's come up again, but to mm-hmm. revisit that whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Yes. It all happened. I was like, I, for me and my part, I couldn't understand why people were so upset. And I didn't see it as insulting to a military family that's just my personal opinion we're not political whatever but then to see from that time to where we are now and black Mm -hmm. lives matter Mm -hmm. and you know the capital right like how none of us saw that coming right at least i didn't see that coming and maybe that's my own like white privilege ignorance (laughs) in play right there but boy i didn't see it coming very interesting Okay, so thank you for that corrections corner. Jessica, you're up first for corners, am I correct? Yes, this is an animal instincts corner. All right. This is by Sarah Burroughs and Brad Jordan. They are bloggers that live in North Carolina. Uh, It's called Return to Now. It's all like about environmental stuff, things of that nature, more natural lifestyle. Bees love cannabis. Researchers I, dis- I did not know that. It's I so- didn't either. And this is yeah. amazing because we know that bees are dying off um, around the world. They need our helps, the bees. Uh, they do. Researchers discover hemp could help restore bee populations. Hemp provides bees excellent nutrition when they need it most. Hemp attracts bees in droves. And researchers have tested several strains and found bees, both wild and domestic, love them all, especially the taller varieties. It's an unusual finding considering cannabis doesn't possess the sweet nectar or bright colors typical of flowers that attract pollinators. The researchers speculate it's something to do with the plentiful pollen found in hemp flowers. Industrial hemp can play an important role in providing sustained nutritional options for bees during the cropping season, wrote study author Colton O'Brien, a soil and crop scientist for Colorado State University. The researchers note that the earlier experiments looking at crops like genetically modified canola flowers didn't produce the same volume or variety of bees. In addition to food, hemp provides habitat. On a continent where much of the acreage is dedicated to non-pollen-producing monocrops covered in bee-harming insecticides, introducing more pollinating crops is critical to the survival of bees and the ecosystems they occupy. Fortunately, the 2018 Farm Bill, passed in December, legalized hemp production in the United States. I did not know that. 80,000 acres are already under cultivation, with permits for another 15,000 acres awaiting approval. So far, studies have only looked at non-psychoactive hemp. But if this French beekeeper's bees are any indication, future studies could prove bees love THC-containing cannabis, too. That is so crazy. It's really fascinating to me. I don't know if I've spoken about this on the show or not, but my middle sister, she used to work for many, many years at a pharmacy. She was a oh, yeah. assistant or whatever mm-hmm. for like 13 years. And just like corporate company stuff, they she was more expensive than three brand new employees, right? Yep. Even though she had 13 years experience and yep. it was a corporate decision, not the guy Mm -hmm. who owned the store it was a bad deal but sometimes as i hate hearing but it's true sometimes bad things happen so better things can come along and that's exactly what ended up happening Mm -hmm. for her she actually works at a um 
I guess a dispensary you would call mm-hmm. it. She runs. She's got. She's opened two new stories stores, I think. But anyway, mm-hmm. she is in charge of some of the kind of stuff you do, like setting up displays and mm-hmm. things like that for the stores. But then she also has her own lab, and she separate. She has learned to separate and is training. She just started growing, separating the turpentines and the THC and the CBD mm-hmm. and all of the things out for new products and things like that. And she loves it. Yeah, that's science. Mm -hmm. And she said, this is what I think is so amazing about it. And it makes me so happy for her. (laughs) She said, one of the most amazing things is when she left her pharmacy job, there was a part of her that was really sad because she had created bonded relationships Mm. with these people who came in to get their medication every month, every few weeks. Yep, And she had to leave them. And she said, you know, what happened is they come and see me for their relaxation portion of their medical <laughs> yes. their medical schedule or whatever. So she yeah. still gets to see her clients. That's and instead nice. of them being upset and scared about fighting insurance and can they afford or even get access to their medications, she's providing them with something peaceful yes. and relaxing totally. in a natural way. So she's very, very happy with that. I, I think that's really fascinating. I'm I know her about that. Yeah. You know, I had, I went through a, um, I went through a phase where I wanted to, I wanted to, um, start a beehive. beehive. Gonna, they offer, they offer, um, free classes here in California of how to set up your own bee colony, <laughs> but it's pretty involved. I know one of my old customers, he worked at Fox. He was such a cool guy and he started a, do you call it a bee colony? I don't know. I think so. It's called urban oh, beekeeping or whatever. But yeah. he did it and he brought me some of his honey. I couldn't believe it. But he said, I never thought I would do this. He goes, I'm literally doing it to try to help. That's why I wanted like, to keep do the it bee too. population going. I was like, wow. But, you know, do you know what made me decide not to? Mm. If you have a colony and your queen dies for any mm. reason, if she's killed, if she gets sick, like any reason, your entire colony can die. That oh. would devastate me. I, I did not know would that. Literally cry mm-hmm. if I lost my bee colony. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I, I did mean, not know that. I, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I still have a fish in my freezer that I need to bury. Jessica, no joke. He's been gone for five years. Okay, so it's I have a hard time dealing with loss. <laughs> oh boy, wasn't expecting that one. I didn't even realize he was still in there once until my sister came to visit once and she was like, what is happening? And I was like, oh my God. Because he passed away right before we went on a trip. Listen, you don't need the story. We all know that I'm certifiable and we're all okay with it. I think anyway. now you have permission to bury him and you can use one of your new plants that you've propagated to That's plant cool. over it. That's actually kind of a cool idea because I can Mm -hmm. keep him forever, kind of. Mm -hmm. I actually like that. Thank you, Jessica. His nutrients will, for real, like fortify the soil. He was very loved, clearly. (laughs) Let's let's lay him to rest. Let's lay him. I am ready to lay him to rest. I just keep forgetting. He takes up very little space. It's not... Okay, I'm going to move on to my next corner before you guys do have some some wagon come get me. Um, so this is an excuse me corner. That's my favorite. 
excuse me. You know what makes me laugh is you and your dad both do it. I know. I, I got it, it from him. I love it so much. This is from the Huffington Post. I'm not sure who wrote it. I don't have the author. It didn't say. It, just, it was from the Associated Press. Oh, yeah. Sometimes mm. they don't give credit. I know. Are. It was weird. Huffington Post. Florida man proposes using rings stolen from other lover. Excuse me? Real catch. Real catch. Detective said the victim saw her boyfriend's new fiance wearing a wedding band and engagement ring identical to her own from a prior marriage. A Florida man stole an engagement ring and wedding bands from a girlfriend and then used them to propose. He stole them from her, mm -hmm. then used them to propose to another girlfriend, uh -huh. according to authorities. Yeah. <laughs> The Lucia County Sheriff's deputies said Thursday they have issued an arrest warrant for Joseph Davis. Hear that name, people. Joseph Davis, 48, shame on you, who had not been found as of Friday. <laughs> Their investigation started earlier this year when a woman from Orange City, Florida, told detectives she had discovered her boyfriend was actually engaged to someone else. When she looked up the fiance's Facebook page, she noticed a photo of her wearing a wedding band and engagement ring that was identical to her own from a prior marriage, the sheriff's office said in a news release. When the Orange City woman checked her jewelry box, uh-oh, she found her rings were missing, as were several other pieces of jewelry, including a diamond ring that belonged to her grandmother. See, that kind of stuff makes me so angry for it's, people yes because you cannot replace sentimentality no 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 you cannot and that is i have very strong attachments to things that wouldn't wouldn't be worth anything to anyone else but mm -hmm. me yep. don't do that to people anyway found her rings were missing as were several other pieces included from her grandmother the total value of the stolen property was about what six thousand two hundred seventy dollars <laughs> I don't, I don't own enough jewelry to make that amount. <laughs> Holy cow. I'd be mad too. The Orange City woman reached out to the fiance. I bet that ooh, went well. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He, oh, who returned some of the items. Interesting. And they both called it off with Davis. Oh, both women called it off with Davis. Good. Yeah. Who also went by these names. So watch out, everybody. We're looking for a Joseph Davis. We're looking for a Marcus Brown. We're looking oh. for a Joe Brown. You meet any of those, don't get engaged. I don't. love how he's like, oh, I better change my identity again. I'll just shorten it to Joe. Yeah. Instead of Marcus. <laughs> nobody, will, nobody will know. Oh, I thought you said Joseph Brown and then Joe Brown. No? No. Joe Brown oh. and Marcus. Marcus. Okay. Marcus Brown. Oh, boy. Davis once took the fiance to a house that actually belonged to the Orange City woman while she was at work and claimed it was his. He then asked the fiance to move Ew. in with him. And move in with him? Into mm -hmm. somebody else's house? But then he quickly disappeared. Yeah, he did. By that time, the fiance discovered her laptop computer and jewelry were missing. Come on. The sheriff's office told the new even though they did not have his real name the jilted women remembered that he had a relative in north carolina and detectives were able to track down the relative who identified davis according to the sheriff's office that's right y'all we got some armchair detectives now don't mess okay davis has an active arrest warrant for a hit and run car crash he is a real winner here with injuries 
with injuries in Oregon and previously has been arrested for possession of fictitious ID, filing a false police report, domestic Uh. assault, possession of cocaine with the intent to sell. According to the sheriff's office, the jail where Davis previously was booked noted that he had a tattoo on his left arm that said, only God can judge me. Newsflash, (laughs) I'm judging (laughs) you. And I ain't no God. When you got somebody as bat s crazy as Dana Powell judging you for being nutso, you're bad, dude. (laughs) Also, it's like, first of all, yes, how despicable to steal from someone to begin with. But stealing someone's personal jewelry and then having the nerve to present it. Yes. Like it's something that you, you acquired or purchased for them. Or that's uh-uh. meaningful to you. Uh-uh. But it was meaningful to that woman who it belonged to. It was her yes. grandmother's. You can't get that kind of stuff back. And the house. I mean, and what did that creep think he was going to pull off? Be like, I oh, we know. have to move out for a while because they're going to have to do some termite uh, repairs. Well, this is when my brain starts going all 2020 and Dateline. And I'm like, oh, it's a good thing they figured him out because he would have eventually just killed her and took over her life, clearly. Also, I hate that I have to be shocked and elated that both women dumped his ass. But you know what? A lot of times one of them gets crazier with the next and then somebody ends up staying with this creep and then he gets another woman involved and so on and so on now Uh -uh. i've never been in a situation like that i think probably because i'm just too mean to ever put up with something (laughs) like that (laughs) but uh whenever i hear that two women are fighting over a man i'm always want to just softly grab them by the hands and go ladies you guys are not the bad guy here. Neither one of you. He is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve either one of you. If yes. he couldn't commit to one of you, he never will. Mm-hmm. Let him go. You guys would probably be good friends. Yes. <laughs> you know? Uh, hey, that so did happen often, with one of my friends. I believe it. She, when she first started dating this guy, uh, I don't remember, but I feel like the soon to be or now ex-wife um at the time tried to reach out to my friend in some way and she was like uh-uh not having it you're jealous this lady's crazy and i think she just dismissed it in general well we cut to a few years later the person that she ended up being with turned into be a psycho and the two ladies did talk with each other she really i mean again I would have done the same thing. My friend, it's like instinctually you're like buzz off you mania. I don't need to be hearing from you. You guys obviously didn't work out for whatever reason that has nothing to do with us. Well, no, I think it was for the same reasons if I recall correctly. And it was because he was a liar and leading a double life. So, and I'll tell you what, if he's doing it with one other woman, he's done it before. Yes. There are probably five more of you. And they'll keep doing it. People that do that are habitual outlandish crazy things like i'm in the cia i work for the government because mm-hmm. it sounds so insane they think you'll believe it. i whatever totally. oy, oy, oy. Oy, right. oy, oy. time to fill up with some good talk Let's now fill we... up with some goodness indeed okay well <laughs> you guys right might remember that 
I think it was the beginning of the pandemic. I talked about Aviator Gin because um, Ryan Reynolds, that was his company, he sold it. But like he was giving 30% of the proceeds for a month of sales to like the bartenders fund and stuff to help out of work servers and bartenders. So this is another company. It just happens to be gin. I know we have a few listeners that are gin lovers like myself. Pour some of that in a Kool-Aid and be real happy. Okay. (laughs) Dan Tipton called me white trash one time because he was like, what's wrong with you drinking Uh, gin and Kool-Aid? It's called gin and juice, and you can thank Snoop Dogg for that, okay? Okay, college. (laughs) I don't know why I keep holding the bottle up for everyone to see. It's pretty. I'm the only one that can see it. It's the only one that can see it. It's very pretty. Okay. I'm going to read you their little mission statement. Here at Grey Whale Gin, we believe a lovingly handcrafted spirit brings people together for good times. And while we're together, we can also do some good in the world. I like it. It really resonated to me because it's kind of mine and Dana's philosophy on this show. And we try to be like that in life. It's a simple notion that we cooked up on a camping trip to Big Sur, one of the most beautiful places ever. married. Oh, yeah. Why do I always forget that it was there? Because you weren't there. Nobody was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was beautiful. I, I can't believe I forgot it because I remember thinking like I went, you know, we got married at the courthouse. But I thought, man, if I was going to elope somewhere, just go to Big Sur, get some hippie from Stunning. the local community to, yeah. you know, say a few words and then that be our that. I even like called and interviewed us and our entire ceremony was very, very specific to the two of us. Uh, it was beautiful. I, I love that. I, there hasn't been a second of my life I've ever regretted eloping. We had the most wonderful time. No, it's, I love it. We were humbled by California's stunning beauty, feeling lucky to be on that rocky coast surrounded by ancient trees and the endless blue of the Pacific Ocean. Looking out past McWay Falls at the Turquoise Sea, we saw a gray whale and its calf on their trip up north. A trip gray whales have been making for more than 30 million years, long before we stood. (laughs) Now we celebrate their 12,000-mile journey. Excuse me? Crazy. With a beautiful gin made of botanicals foraged along the migratory path of the majestic creature from Baja California limes to sea kelp in Mendocino, as well as a few stops in between. Every bottle of gray whale gin supports Oceana, protecting and restoring the world's oceans so that gray whales will continue to make that epic journey for another 30 million years. Yes. Okay, so I want to give you guys a quick rundown before I explain what two of the charities are that they give proceeds to. Another thing that's neat about this gin is because, like they said, they're using all of these materials that are found along the coast of their migratory path within California. Juniper from Big Sur. It's wild forage from the Big Sur rocky coastline. Limes from Temecula Valley. Organic limes, lemons, and oranges are lovingly hand-zested for each batch. Fir trees, F-I-R, from Sonoma, sustainably sourced from an organic tree farm in Sonoma Valley. Sea kelp from the Mendocino Coast. Kombu seaweed wild harvested from kelp beds on the Mendocino Coast. Mint is from Santa Cruz. Almonds from the Central Valley of California. California makes more almonds than anywhere in the world. Just a little fun fact. Yeah. Interesting. And it takes... If you want to do some deep diving, uh, the reason why almonds are expensive is it takes an insane amount of water 
to bring an olive tree to you know the time where it's ready to bear its fruits an if you will tree. yes yeah um a lot because there was that whole thing for a while so like i'm i'm pretty lactose intolerant mm-hmm. i cannot drink a glass of milk yeah so I switched to like a lactate, but mm-hmm. I also enjoy, I started doing almond milk, mm-hmm. which was like way outside of this Midwest girl's boundary. Right. Well, then everybody was like, it's so expensive to me. Switch to cashew milk. Well, then everybody said it was too expensive for cashew. <laughs> I don't know what the right answer is right now. <laughs> I know. If anybody has a better answer for me and can explain to me how I can be a better human and not leave such a massive footprint by my consumption, please write us. Let me know. I was going to say oat (laughs) milk, which Alan has switched to, but... Kira mentioned oat milk to me. A health health coach that I spoke with recently, I had like a little consultation, like overview with someone. She was amazing. And she told me to stop drinking oat milk because it turns to sugar in your body because oat is from grains and it's a carbohydrate and therefore it turns to sugar. So don't take my word as the gospel, but that does make sense though. It does. I know it kind of crushed me because oat milk is good. It's the best to me of the, the uh, non-dairy milks. Also it's like, Quick little slip in real quick because I know we're running out of time because I can't shut up. Also, guys, I'm trying to eat less meat. I'm trying to be flexitarian and only eat meat once a week. It's a Mm -hmm. slow process. If you have any recipes that don't involve vegetables for someone who's trying not to eat meat, please send them to me. Okay, let's continue. I really, you know what? I will personally compile a cookbook for her and I'm going to throw in plenty of my own. I'm Since now she'll take it from you, our listeners, but not me. Duly noted, Dana. I said no vegetables. You're like, hey, eat <laughs> thing that looks and smells funky and then put paprika on it. No, I'm not going to. Uh, no answers, people. My God. Okay. So, first of all, this gin is delicious, okay? It's mm-hmm. also in literally a stunning blue glass bottle. It's bottle it's beautiful it was so sweet my husband surprised me with it okay so these are the two organizations that they give to and we're going to link to both of these as well oceana a portion of our profits support oceana it's the largest organization in the world solely devoted to marine conservation love it their vision is to make our oceans as rich healthy and abundant as they once were creating the ideal environment for marine life like the california gray whale to survive Wow. Then 1% for the planet. Through our membership with 1% for the planet, we've pledged to contribute at least 1% of our annual sales to environmental causes. So that must be something that's on. I have not seen it on other things, but I, you know how it's funny when someone tells you about something or you see it. Now I feel like we'll start noticing it more. Yeah. It's clearly a little label that's going to be on products now that you'll, meaning those companies are part of this group that does that which is fantastic look i've probably said it ad nauseum on this show i wanted to be a marine biologist my whole life nothing's changed i just have zero math skills so i had to say bye-bye to that dream but uh, because it's a huge part of it i i quickly learned you guys that's no like more than isn't it 75 percent of our earth is water we are a water planet and we know about our ocean than we do about space yes Uh so again 
I'm not advocating or pushing on anything. Uh, we never are. But if you are so inclined and want to make yourself a lovely cocktail, the Gin Variety, this is a wonderful company to support. It's a delicious product, but it is supporting two amazing causes. So thank you, Grey Whale Gin. Thank you, Grey Whale Gin. Mm-hmm. I love that a lot. Thank you. My rave this week is about the Why Not Foundation. It was founded by Russell Westbrook, who I'm sure you all know. I'm just kidding. I didn't know because I know nothing about sports. The NBA, <laughs> the NBA superstar of the Oklahoma Thunder. How great! How crazy is that? That we really wanted to promote Wise Beans. It's coffee. kismet. It really is. And cool. guess where this rave came from? From last night's episode of your favorite show, your boyfriend, Trevor Noah. How did I miss it? Then? I don't know, because I've never I heard of this guy either. But again, I'm not a sports buff. It's like I might know the top three. I know who LeBron James is, right? Like, yeah, I Pau Gasol. I don't yes, know of you course. Just said. Pau Gasol. I like LeBron plays for the Lakers, as you know. And then Pau Gasol used to play for the Lakers and... Hello is a doctor and in the off seasons dedicated his time to providing free medical care. Hello, dreamboat. A dreamboat for a, a doctor who's also an NBA superstar. He's from Spain. Hey, uh, come on. What mm -hmm. a dreamboat. I've never even seen him, and I think he's a dreamboat. Holy cow. <laughs> Well, well, this guy, Russell, is a dreamboat, too, and he absolutely. and Trevor had a great banter, yeah. How cute. Mm -hmm. Also, just going to toss this out real quick before we kind of move on into what the what the foundation is about. He also played in the 2012 Olympics. Yeah. So not just NBA, but like Olympic star. Uh -huh. Okay, anyway, the mission. <laughs> <laughs> he also, now he plays for the Washington Wizards, but he was with the Oklahoma oh, yeah. Thunder for yeah. like 11 years. Yeah, he was with Oklahoma Thunder, then the Houston Rockets, and now the Washington Wizards. Mm -hmm. Like, good for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not sports capable. Anyway, <laughs> the mission of the Russell Westbrook Why Not Foundation is to inspire the lives of children, empower them to ask, why not? And teach them to never give up. The foundation works to help children that are facing hardships of any kind. And when faced with that adversity, fight to succeed and never give up. Russell Westbrook said his brother that he and his brothers were taught to ask why not every time they were told they could not do something. It is this encouragement and strength that Russell and his family want to spread to children across the country. Founded in 2012, the Russell Westbrook Why Not Foundation is dedicated to supporting community-based education and family service programs while encouraging youth to believe in themselves. Last March, Russell Westbrook announced that he will be working with the Mayor's Fund Los Angeles on the Angelino campaign. That's cool. I know. Mayor's Fund for Los Angeles has launched the Angelino campaign to raise $10 million to provide cash assistance to LA families most in need of income during the COVID-19 pandemic. This pandemic is overwhelming our public health system and it's overwhelming people's financial health. And it's essential that we keep as many families out of crisis as possible during this time. Amen. Mm -hmm. The Angelino campaign is about people helping people. Yes, we need government. We need business. We need philanthropists. But this crisis is so big. We need neighbors to be helping neighbors. The Angelino campaign brings all of this together. The City of Los Angeles, the Mayor's Fund Charity, the Nonprofit Accelerator for America, 
MasterCard, and Angelinos. Wow, that's a lot of mm-hmm. involved. Too many LA families are in desperate need of funds to pay for basic necessities and shelter. It's in all of our interests to keep more families from financial catastrophe. We don't know when or how federal assistance will happen. What we do know is that many of those hardest hit by this crisis are immigrants or independent workers who will not qualify for government benefits. The Angelino Fund will provide direct financial assistance to Angelinos regardless of immigration or employee classification. That's wonderful because Mm -hmm. these people are afraid. Half of our city is run on exactly that. Absolutely. (laughs) I don't. I don't care what your political views are. People mm-hmm. are more important. I'm yeah. sorry. People are important. I'm sorry. That's just what I believe. Mm-hmm. As soon as next week, people will be able to apply for up to 1500 per family uh, to be distributed ASAP via city community centers through no fee debit cards. Thank you. No fees, people. No co- corporations need to be making money off of kindness. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Provided by MasterCard City Possible. Up to 20,000 Angelinos will be targeted for assistance by the Angelino campaign, including low-wage hourly workers, seasonal workers, furloughed employees, and other precarious workers such as day laborers and street vendors, self-employed individuals who are experiencing severe economic hardship because of COVID-19. You can donate by texting LA Love to 21000 or by visiting mayorsfundla.org slash Angelina. We'll put all of this in our show notes. Or you can go to their website, which is www.whynotfoundation.org. Love it. He's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch that interview. That sounds mm-hmm. And look, this is an organization that is very big and obviously has a lot of help. And we get that. And maybe you're like, I don't have the money to be giving. But there are people in your community that could use help, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do with Wise Beans Coffee today. And yes. you guys can do that for someone where you are too. Totally. It's, am I rich? No. Can I afford to buy a bag of coffee? Yeah, I can. Yep. And I could even donate it, you know? That's yeah. another thing too. Like the Girl Scouts do that, right? And I, I understand. I mean, I always laugh. I'm like, who's going to donate their Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> no, seriously. It's lovely. And I have some yeah. friends that gave up sugar in their life or are currently like really trying to watch what they're eating. It's lovely because you're supporting the Girl Scouts and those cookies are going a lot of times to our troops overseas and to things like that. I actually think that is where the cookies go. It's a lovely thing. If that's something you you're like, I don't like coffee. I'm not going to do that, but you do want to help, you know, this small family business. Uh, I'm sure we could arrange. They are very involved with their community. I'm sure that they could find someone to give that coffee to if you're mm-hmm. not a coffee drinker. Yep. Anyway, I that again, that is the why not foundation. I also just love that as an affirmation. Like I am kind of a why not person. I mm-hmm. will try anything once. I mean, with some limitations, I'm not one to jump out of a plane without a parachute and be like, let's see what happens. But I am one who's like, no, I can't draw. Did mm-hmm. I buy a canvas and paint a painting? Sure did. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Don't care. Why not? Just try it. Exactly. So anyway, I love this. The whynotfoundation.org. And I love that his family taught him that from such a young age. Right? Yeah. Tell your kids they can do anything. Very empowering for a child to it hear is. that. It really is. And to some extent, even as a jaded and a, a jaded adult, I really believe that. Mm-hmm. 
I think you can accomplish so much more than you ever thought you could just by saying, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> I always have a fear about things or I love to uh, make an assumption or play out in my mind how I'm certain it's going to go. And man, am I wrong so many times, right? I think I have a great instinct when I've already dealt with someone's behavior and sniffing that out. But I'm talking about like going to something by myself to an occasion or starting a new class or anything like that. I'm always like, I'm freaking out or I don't want to do this or I'm embarrassed or how's it going to be or I'm not going to know anyone and blah, blah, blah. And I'm usually wrong. And it's I'm usually like, look what I caused myself in undue stress yes. and aggravation when I had a great freaking time. I'm like, oh, this is a one time deal. I'm not going to be friends with you guys now going forward. Okay, got it. But guess what? Sometimes I have met friends and people through that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So yes, why not? Like just God, if there's ever a time more than now to take risks, tell me because the, the, it's life's too short, y'all. Absolutely. Even just on a basic level, like I'm well aware that my entire life I've loved plants and always killed them. So I don't know what possessed me to think I needed to buy over 50 houseplants. But I was like, eh, why not? And guess what, guys? They're all still alive so far. <laughs> Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. You want to tell people again, please get in touch with us. Yes. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves podcast, on Twitter at raves underscore the, email us at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com or through the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Yay! Dana, this was a real roller coaster. It was crazy. People might not even still be listening. I know. It started with me when we were supposed to be ready to go and I couldn't find clothing. So you know what? I talked about plants, which no one cares about for about the first 45 minutes. (laughs) It's fine. I enjoy you. I enjoy our time together. I love you. And I really love our time together. So thank you for my weekly therapy. Of course. (laughs) It's my privilege and honor, Jessica. I don't know about yours, (laughs) but mine. (laughs) I'm just teasing. Um, Anyway, I usually like to close out the show. I really haven't been watching a ton of TV. I have two movies that I learned from Mm. a teacher are on Netflix and like super weird and disturbing, The Endless and The Signal. And one of them is Mm. about two brothers who escaped a cult and end up trying to go back. Is it true or fiction? No, it's fiction. Oh, okay. But it seems super interesting. Anyway, not a whole lot of TV or anything. So I'll just, Mm -hmm. I guess I'll let you guys make up your own minds on that stuff. (laughs) Um, But I do have a point to ponder. And Jessica, this is something I legitimately want you to think about. And then I want to know if you had to go to a mirror to figure it out. Okay. Did you know, guys? We'll be back next Tuesday, by the way. Love you. Have a wonderful week. Did you know the only part of your reflection that you can lick is your tongue? All right, guys. Hope you go visit your mirror because it's true. All right. We'll see you next week. Good. Bye. Bye.